Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of 2014 of Helicare, the S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast, your podcast for weekly reviews of Marvel's Age of S.H.I.E.L.D., the new Marvel hit show on ABC. I'm your host, Andrew Buck, as usual, and with me for the first episode of 2014 is the creator of ATA, Mr. Dan Schmidt. Dan, how are you doing today? Good. How are you doing, Andy? I'm doing fine. I um, had a great holidays, and, um, and you know, I'm um, so happy to be back podcasting because... I kind of miss talking, and no, I haven't been quiet for the for the past two months. But you get you get what I mean. How was your holidays? It was good. It's good, nice to have a break from things, but also good to be back. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Dan is is gonna be the host for the for the remaining you know for the remaining episodes of season one. Uh, I wasn't yeah. I haven't been able to find uh, another host, but you know what, Dan and I we're good friends. We work together, and uh, and he loves shields, so of course you know. You know, this, this is a good solution, and um, once again, we we need to thank Mr. Seek Donnelly for his um, c- you know help f- throughout uh, the, the last couple of episodes of 2013, and he's still going to do the comic section every week, so you're yes. going to get to hear his voice for a few minutes each week, and um, yeah, and it was it was an honor to have him on, and hopefully we may have him on for at least one episode later this season, but we have a lot of Shield news to get into because. Yes, well, we do. the holidays like to throw out exclusive during the holidays, and <laughs> and uh, but this one did, did actually come out a few days ago. So first up, Stan the Man Lee is coming to Age of Shield. That's right, the master of cameos is coming to yes. the Marvel show, and uh, it's not much is known so far. His episode is going to be episode. The episode airs on Tuesday, February fourth. And yep. uh, it's, it's, it's said that he's going to have a huge role in this episode, but it could mean anything. M- maybe he's a S.H.I.E.L.D., found, one of the S.H.I.E.L.D. founders. Maybe he is Colson's dad, which I think would be kind of cool. Or he's just... Hugh Hefner. Yeah. Or he's the, the janitor yeah. from Ultimate Spider-Man. Great, exactly. Who's also an agent, though, from what I understand. Yes, but uh, no, but I think it is exciting. It's kind of it's kind of predictable because, of course, he was going to be on an episode at some point because he's Stan Lee. But it's still something really nice for us fans, and yeah. um, I'm excited to find out more. And I think that as we get closer to that episode, we will get more information. Well, it's certainly an episode that you can't say doesn't feel Marvel enough. Ex- exactly, <laughs> exactly. And uh, the second shield news we have is um, for you guys who who are fans of the Paley Festival Age of S.H.I.E.L.D. is coming to Paley Festival. They will be there on March 23rd which is Sunday, 1pm uh, at the Paley Festival in Los Angeles. I think that they're going to do a screening and uh, of an episode Ooh. and um, it will it will actually have a little bit. It will actually be relevant for another discussion I'm going to have uh, in a few minutes. Uh, but if you are, if you live in LA and you lo- love the show and you you like attending Paley Festival, then you know head over to media.paleycenter.org and keep an eye out for the the ticket sales. Okay, normally at these types of events like Paley Festival, big news comes out of the panels that they have there. So we could be finding out some big news about the show. Come when that takes place. Well, possibly. 
if they o- if they would only increase the the level of secrecy, but I think they may, they they actually started to become a bit better on that. Not as good right. as some other superhero shows, but still they're they're getting better on that. I thought they took some good step for a good step forward on that with the next story you're going to talk about. Exactly, and uh, it's kind of a disappointing one, but it's um it's 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 just how they do this. Okay, so. A few days ago, uh, we learned that um, after next week's episode, episode 12, called Seeds, the show is going to be apparently on a one-week hiatus or a two-week hiatus. They're gonna, it's going to be a repeat on January 21st with episode three, I believe. Okay. And um, and I, I was kind of annoyed by it because like we only we 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 just started, we just came back. But then yeah. I figured I was thinking about this. Okay, we are getting closer to the release of Captain America: The Winter Soldier, which I'm really, really excited for, because it looks, it looks, it looks like it's good. It's going to be the best Marvel Phase Two movie uh, until we get to Avengers Two. Right. But here's the thing: I, I went to thefuturistcritic.com, and they, you know, they're known for getting uh, schedules for upcoming episodes of pretty much every show there is. And um, here's how they have. Here's what the current schedule says. And this could be this could change, just so you know. But here's how what they're saying right now. So it says that it's gonna be gone on the twenty first, and on the twenty eighth. Right. Then it's it's gonna come back on February fourth, with the Stanley episode, and then they're gonna run do a run of six a six episode run, till March eleven because that's the last day we that is on that schedule. Right. That that would mark it as episode eighteen of this of the of the show so far. That means we have four episodes left. In yeah. A few weeks after that, the, the movie comes out. I have two theories. One, either they are planning to wrap up the season before the movie comes out, because it's gonna have a huge tie-in, like bigger than we actually expected. Right. Because then, what they could do is that they they may have like a two-hour season finale on, which would be, if I'm looking at my schedule right, it would be on um, April first. Right. Now the movie comes out four days after that. Exactly. Or what they will do is that they will wrap up the season on April eighth, the week after the movie comes out. Right. B- because I feel at this point that they they're they're aiming to wrap up the season early this year, you know. For this show, yeah, I, I think they line up with the movie season because you know the movie season is also a big time for Marvel as well. Oh yeah, so they want to get they want you out there see going to see Captain America is what they want. That's their goal. Yeah, and it's you know look it's this look sounds like a weird conspiracy theory by you know crazy crazy Mister Bebak, but <laughs> it's just why would you go on a hiatus? After two, only two episodes, and then do, well, and then schedule like look, the Feudal Critic doesn't. It's not all confirmed yet, but I mostly, mostly, most of the time they're actually correct. Well, we've seen what was it? Smallville do strange things like this in the past, where they have two episodes that go off. Right. I'm trying to think of another show that did it recently. Um, I don't know. Well, Beware the Batman on Cartoon Network. Well, that I, I don't count that because that's animated and. Cartoon Network's scheduling is terrible. Well, that that's a that's a horrible <laughs> network as well. So, ooh, right. did I just go on that? Did I just go on their asses? Yeah, I did. Well, everyone knows it. It's not, you know, a secret. Yeah, 
but yeah, I mean, ABC, they're really focused on The Bachelor. God, they're really focused on Dancing with the Stars. So that may also have an effect on this. Well, isn't Dancing with the Stars done for the season? No, they, they've got another season. They do two seasons a year. One in the fall and one in the spring. God, I do know that they spilled over onto a Tuesday night with one of their finales. And uh, their their finale was a week that was Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. was off. Well, I'm looking right now on uh, the Tuesday schedule for this, you know, for tw- the spring of 2014. And I don't see any differences right now so far for the sh- for ABC and um but I'm I'm yeah. int- I'm intrigued like why they're doing this and uh, if you guys have any theories tweet us at the sh- at Sheila Stemple on Twitter or email us at yeah. across the airways at gmail.com and specify that it's about the Shield scheduling thing because I'm really intrigued I'm really confused by this I don't like this at all I personally think the show's okay oh yeah I'm, look I'm not I don't think this is ABC trying to quietly cancel the show. Yeah. Because it's Marvel, they invested so much, so much money in this. But it says, why would you go on a break after two weeks yeah. of new episodes? And then, like, because who knows? What if they they will do another break after like three episodes in March or something? Well, most shows in the second half of the season are very, very screwy with the schedule. So that's that's my point. I think if they were going to do this, then they should have waited a week to bring the show back. Yeah, I guess you're right. Because I think consistency is better than on and off. Well, I don't see any batch. I don't see the Bachelor or Dancing with the Stars scheduled for Tuesday nights at least on okay. ABC. But I do, I do believe that the the Bachelor is coming back at some point. It's already back. It's already back. Okay. Because it's on before Castle. That's how I know. Oh, it's on Mondays. It's on, on Mondays. Mondays. But sometimes they do two night events. And it spills into Tuesday. Well, that's what they used to do because, and now they, because of Age of Shield, they got rid of their results night. Right, great. But okay, we, we're getting too deep into this. Right. But like, that's what I think about what if the funeral critic is right, and if if what follows right. after March 11th with the four last episodes to tie in with Captain America, I think that's kind of a good right. marketing way and a way to boost the show again because it it, it yeah. needs some more energy now to be honest yes even though i thought the end of this episode did a very good oh, job. it was fantastic but it's just that now for the remainder the remainder yeah. of the season what else is in store we don't know because they won't tell right. us right and, and and they need to and i think they're opening up a little more um i thought that interview with the showrunners that you're going to talk about was a good step forward that, that's a really that good interview by also so we're going to get into yes. that now so Jed Weir and Myrtle Tangeroam, the, the showrunners and executive producers of Age of S.H.I.E.L.D., they did an interview with Comic Book Resources recently answering questions from the fans. And I'm going to bring up a few of them because some of them is, that we, is things that we have been talking about on this yeah. podcast. And then I've been talking with Dan off microphone as well. So one of the questions that was answered was the whole thing about can we do crossovers with uh, the Netflix shows that will come out in 2015? Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, Iron Fist, and the Defenders. And uh, the question was, is there a possibility of a crossover at least an, or at least an on-screen acknowledgement of awareness between AOS and the recently announced Marvel series on Netflix? 
And Jedwin instead, there's always a possibility it's Marvel. Right. So I guess that means yes. And also, remember, ABC Studios is actually distributing the shows or something. Okay. Yeah, so I'd say yes, that's going to happen. That's going to happen, yeah. Okay. I don't think we're going to get crossover episodes, but I think we'll get references. Or they will introduce some of the characters on the show and use them yeah. as backdoor pilots, even though that these shows are not supposed to be spinoffs. Right, exactly. It's a good idea. And another question that was answered was um, if they could use, if, if we will see an inter- interaction with S.W.O.R.D., for example. Whedon said that we will love this, even though J- Joss Whedon created S.W.O.R.D. during his run on Astonishing X-Men, they just can't. And I guess that's because right. Fox owns them then. I think so. I think they own that that character, Agent Brand, because yeah. of how it all works. Yeah, that's what that's one of the characters that I actually wanted to see on the show when I was doing yeah. that special episode with Seek a few weeks Seek a few weeks ago. And um, let's see what else did they answer. Um, I like it how open they were in answering the questions about the criticism. Yeah, I, I want to go. Let's go to that. They were talking. Uh, one fan asked them. Uh, they were asking about their rivalry with Arrow and so on, and uh, if they think there is a rivalry between those shows. And they, Whedon said that he, they like Arrow. They have friends working on that group, um, which is kind of cool. And they, um, so they, they were they were really cool with that. And they were like, they, then yeah. the last question was, what's the craziest fear that that you, that, that you have ever heard about the show? And that was that, that it has a rivalry with Arrow. Okay, I get. I don't. How, what, how do you look at that? Like, is it being caught? I think or? it's something fans needed to hear. I think they were saying this. This concept is kind of ridiculous in their minds as writers. Yeah, like because they can have you know they can be multiple yeah. superhero shows. Like they're on different nights, different networks, and so on. And uh, you know, Shield is good for its own things, and Arrow is good is good for its own things. So, well, in my opinion, I think you need both DC and Marvel in the world. Mm-hmm. I don't think one needs to beat out the other one. Because I think that's what they were trying to say. Because yeah. both can coexist. Because you can be fans of both. It's okay. Yeah. We're not going to disown you. I have to comment on this, though, that because Andrew Kreisberg, executive producer of Arrow, he was he said something really cool recently about S.H.I.E.L.D. that you know that they really like the show and that they, they don't see a rivalry either. And Stephen Amell apparently said something similar as well. And now I kind of just want to put Clark Gray and Stephen Miller in the same room and be like, do something. Okay. And, uh, yeah. So I, I thought that was very well handled. I, I like that they admitted, yes, there might be problems with the show, but we're trying the best we can to fix them. Okay. You know, they don't have their head in a bottle. Because I think when writers come across this cocky, because when they get angry about it. Yeah. And um, one other question that they asked, one, another question that, that they answered was, um, they were wondering about superpowers. They said that there's been a lot of science-based characters so far on the show, like Aquila, Mike, and other extreme centipede soldiers. But they're wondering if they're like other characters like Scourge are coming up. And they said yes. And um, cool. so that's going to be cool. And uh, they talked about... Yeah, let's go to the criticism thing. Uh, a question was that, has any of the criticism, criticism that the show has received made an impact on how you intend to proceed with your, with your two-year plan? And yeah. Tangerone said, as writers, we only aim to please. Only we, Or we aim to please as children, which is why we became writers. And Jed said that when you're in a band and you play a song and the crowd goes to the bar to get a drink during, the, during that number, you don't play it again. 
So we won't keep doing things if people don't respond to them. And we take fan reactions into consideration, of course. However, we have always had a plan in place that all involved parties uh, that all that all, that all involved parties feel is both rewarding to those who already love the show and to those who feel they are not getting everything they want out of it yet. But you can't please everyone, and when you don't, they seem to tweet at you. Yeah. And then the last one is about Captain America, the Winter Soldier, actually. And the question was, um, uh, the hub in the hub episode, viewers got to see, a, got a sense that Colton is starting to second guess about Shield, and that was that an independent thing? Was that an, the question? Was was this an idea that came up uh, independent or of a similar theme coming up in Captain America: Winter Soldier, or is it another case of synergy between the movies and the show? And Whedon said, S.H.I.E.L.D. is a mammoth, all-seeing, all-knowing spy organization, so the moral implication of that is an unavoidable topic we can't help but explore in this universe. universe. While our writers have always been aware of the role S.H.I.E.L.D. plays in Captain America the Winter Soldier, and also they note, yes, we have seen it, it's, it's very awesome, so okay. that's, a, something, that's something to take account uh, notice yeah. of. And, uh, and plan some of our storylines around that, that we all also arrive upon these ideas naturally on our own. The inherent yeah. drama when, when Director Fury and all the ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. are forced to operate on the fringe of society under constantly shifting, fluid set, fluid set of rules, but the moral center remains unchanged. So it seems that we are getting, like I was talking about a few minutes ago, it, it will, th- that this movie will actually have a bigger tie-in episode like, right. than we expected. Right, and really, it's the natural direction um, it, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s going to go. Of course, stories about S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to go because it was already set up in the Avengers movie with yeah. Captain America already beginning to have that distrust. Exactly, so I would not be surprised if Coulson is either mentioned or show is a scene in this movie. Well, I have a theory about that. I don't know if you want me to wait. Okay, let's uh, let, let's stuff. get into okay, let's get into episodes soon then. But yeah, guys, those are all <laughs> our news and yes. um, information. We we will attach links to all of this uh, in the in the in the show notes. So you can go ahead and read what's right. what's happening with the show. Now, moving on to Comic Corner with Seek, who's still gonna do still gonna be with us at least for a few minutes each week as much as he can, talking about the latest comics comics in his collection. So Seek, what do you have for us this week? Uh, hey Andy, well thanks for having me back. And uh, and this week I am talking about Marvel's newest release, Black Widow number one. Uh, it is written by Nathan Edmondson and with uh, with beautiful, beautiful art by Phil Nodo who a lot of people might remember from doing Buffy the Vampire Slayer covers and so on. Uh, the book is really, really great. It gets back to the basics of Natasha Romanoff. Uh, it, you know, it describes her as an Avenger, an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., ex-KGB, and, uh, and now she's trying to balance all that, trying to balance being a hero while also taking these like, really extreme assassination jobs or rescue jobs or whatever they are. Uh, but doing them for really low cost, I, you know, and I don't want to explain why. That's part of the, the plot twist in it. Uh, but it's very, very smartly written. Like I, I, I found myself like three pages in, like rolling my eyes a little bit, going, "Okay, this is a little cliche. This is a little kind of like exposit, like boring exposition, blah blah blah." And then it completely turns what you heard in the beginning on its head by page like six, and gets really into it, and then becomes just this awesome spy roller coaster. And it's really great, and it's it you know, seeing like a really cool female character kick a lot of butt and and set up this new kind of direction for her character to go in while still building off all of her you know previous storylines, and 
not having to retcon anything or like, you know, a lot of writers will cut corners to tell a, a new story with the character. And I think Nathan just really understands this character. And I can see this book being my next favorite book next to Hawkeye, which is one of my favorite books that Marvel puts out right now, uh, besides the, the Marvel Spider-Man stuff they're doing. So Black Widow, if you're in the market for a really cool Black Widow story, do not miss this issue. It just came out this week. Black Widow number one, Nathan Edmondson, Phil Noto. I give it four out of five stars. It's so great. And I'm only giving it four out of five because I'm pretty sure the next issue is going to be better and better and better. So I have to leave room to rate those higher. And this is uh, not a miniseries. It's a, it's a new, you know, long ongo- ongo- ongoing series, right? Yeah, absolutely. This is a new ongoing series. And, uh, and I got to say, with issue one, they came right out the gate guns blazing it's really solid stuff all right well you got you well guys you heard it black widow issue number one it's out right now so go get it in print or you can get it digitally at comicsology so we'll we'll see thank you so much and we will see you next week hey thank you so much andy see you next week but now let's talk about the 11th episode of marvel's age of shield the magical place yeah well, I'm not. I'm never going to Tahiti now because of this episode. To be honest. Well, it's not really Tahiti, but yeah. Well, yeah. Well, um, let's start with um, <laughs> let's start with the team, because this week we we got to see the cast really work on their yes. own without Clark Gregg and without Coulson. And look, Joss Whedon is famous. Whedon shows are famous for being ensemble shows. Yeah. This week, I finally f- felt it with this show. Yes, I agree. And they were badass too. Mm-hmm. Might I add? Yeah, you can, you may, you may add that. Because it was like we had a crisis, and it brought the whole team together. God, they were very focused this time around. The episode felt very directed, got focus, and everyone knew. Go crap! Coulson's gone. We got to quit playing around. Got to take care of business here. Mm-hmm. And I think they need to somehow do that every week. I think it can start out as fun, but we need to have this urgency cupped up on every episode because it just makes the show that much more exciting. It does. It does. I don't know if that's possible to do every week, but uh, because Colson, he needs to be there with the team because they're they're like right. a family now. But at least like more independent work with this yeah. within the team. Can you think the team felt like almost edgier? Mm-hmm. Is yes. that a good word to use? Okay. Yeah, they felt much more serious and grown up than they ever had. It's, I saw a lot of reactions to how Fitz and Simmons were working in this episode. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that they were both wearing black in the episode. Like it was almost like they were trying to like make us visually see a change in tone with their characters because it was such a dark moment for the team. Yeah, it's that. That was an int- it was that was an interesting um, thing to see. It definitely from those two characters. What right. I really liked, because here's the thing: Sky has been getting mixed reactions basically yes. every week. And it's not because of Chloe Bennett because she's an amazing actress, and I think that it's maybe the writing that has been the problem. But I have right. to say that this week was Sky, Sky slash Chloe Bennett's finest performance. Out of these it was a breakout episodes. episode. It was a breakout episode for sure. And I want this is how I want them to write Sky from now on. I, maybe, oh, yeah. Maybe they do need to have an outsider now working for S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, because the point with Sky working on her own 
is because that's her best environment. That's right. where she works the best. But she's not working against Shield anymore. Exactly. Like she works with Shield, but she gets to do it on the outside. And and I think that's the way they need to go with her character. Because like that that was very successful on the show Chuck. Where Chuck worked for the CIA, but he kinda did his own thing. Kind of put his own morals get to doing what he needed to do to like protect the country or do his secret agent job. Cause I think that's what Sky did here. Yeah, and you know, she definitely shows show the potential that she can become an agent because it felt like a good payup. We we saw that she can actually start. She's actually starting to learn how to fight. Quite it was. It was kind of that moment like she became the superhero. You know, she witnessed that horrible event of it appearing that Mike got killed, kind of son was killed, and Colson getting taken. God, that almost shocked her. Because they're having that Spider-Man moment where she went out and got herself a costume because they went in to kick butt and save the day. Because that's really what that moment was. Because now that they've gone there with Sky, they need to keep it there. Yeah, I still wanted to be part of the team, like even on the right. bus and so on. But but we're going to get less of her conflicting with Coulson. Right. You know, she's going to go with them. She's not going to argue with the team. She may disagree with S.H.I.E.L.D., and Agent Hand and those characters. Oh, she and Agent Hand will never get along. But the team itself, I, I think there won't be any arguing between her and them anymore. I think they trust each other. God, that was proven with the bracelet getting taken off. Yeah, which was fixed so easily. This 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 arm. God, that's what it should be. And Sky should not be at odds with the team. Exactly. And I think that's where people were having a problem with her. Because now that it's not that way, I think it's going to be better. Yeah, because, look, Chloe Bennett was never the problem. She is great at what she does. Right. It's just that sometimes they didn't, they didn't seem to know where to put Sky. And I think that as we're getting closer to finding out about her past, I think that Sky may actually be on the edge of... On, on, her, on her way of becoming maybe a stronger character for the show. Yeah, because I think her past is about as dark as what happened with Coulson. God, I think that similarity between the two of them is actually going to improve their characters and their interaction, and it's going to be a relationship that we're really going to enjoy to watch. Yeah, I'm glad that that Melinda was not actually hating on Sky, that she actually did the yeah. smartest thing by basically answering the question, is she useful on this plane? No. But you never asked if she was useful on the, on the field. So. Right. And look, I don't hate Victoria Han. I love Victoria Han because of we, we need somebody like that yes. that has the agent feeling from the movies on the show. But it, and again, the great thing, though, was Melinda May handling it that way gets different than Coulson is. And it needs to be different. Exactly. And really, Coulson is the, the, the caring parent. You know, he's the one you go to for nurturing. Where... May is the dad. I was about to say she's like the dad, kind of. You wow, know, she's are, the are, you ca- are you calling her ma- uh, masculine then? Well, have you ever seen like that 70s show? A few episodes, yeah. Like Red, the dad on that show is like a hard parrot. Where the mom's a little more nicer and nurturing. And so that's what May is. She's the hard parrot. Where Coulson's the one that's warm and fuzzy and will give you a hug if you need one. 
I guess. But I'm, I, I, I like that Melinda was actually right planning this whole thing without actually making it, uh, you know, aware, aware. Uh, making it. She, it's good that she didn't make. She made. She made this whole plan, but unnoticeable. Right. And the thing is that. I like Victoria Han, but I kind of want to see what they're actually going to do with her more in terms of character development. Well, they need to start implying that she's kind of a villain and after her own agenda. Well, well is she? Is she a villain, really? Well, eh, she's out for herself. She's on a power trip. God, that's based on what I know from the comics. They could take her in a different direction here. Well, there seems to be some jealousy... Um, to, uh, from her towards Coulson because she, like she said, right. no single agent is that important. And she doesn't understand why. Yeah, but again, that's the same thing like, okay, there's something suspicious here. Why is this guy so important? Yeah, and I think she may actually play a larger role in the later half of the season. Well, she may help Coulson find answers. That would be a I good think twist. she wants to know too. Well, I think she would want to know, not in order to help Coulson, but kind of just figure out right. why is this guy being so important right. to Fury. And Coulson may have to use that to find answers. Yeah. But there seems to be some ally, you know, alliance between those two, especially at the end when they were sh- shaking hands and so on. Yeah, I think it's, it's Coulson realizing, okay, I need you to get what I need. And I think it's the same way with Victoria Hand. She goes, I need Coulson. To get what I need. Yeah, but I like uh, I like Stephen Burroughs in the role. I I don't get why people dislike her so much. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I think her ultimate goal is to take over Shield. And I think Hammer. she wants to get well. Yeah, she wants to knock Fury off his throne. Well, she does question him. That's for sure. And and Coulson, whatever happened to Coulson, is probably enough to knock Fury out of his position. Yeah, we, we will get to that. In yeah. a few minutes, and um, but I like wrapping up the team discussion. I like how they wrote these this team this week. I felt it was yeah. it was natural. It felt fitting for the story itself. Yeah, and the actors did a great job. They're really growing as an ensemble, um, without doubt. Well, this was a great jumping off point for the second half of the season. Because the writers just need to keep going with it and build with it. Because I think they're in the right direction now. Um, they just need to keep building upon it. Exactly. And, and I think they've found direction now as well. They're starting to. They're not there yet, but they're starting to. Yeah. But now, focusing a little bit on Centipede. I effing love Reyna. I'm sorry, I effing love her. Like, I don't, she's evil, but she's just so awesome. But we don't know if she's fully evil. Well, That's she seemed to care a bit about Coulson yeah. in a way. It seemed like she has a curiosity. Well, who doesn't? More so that she's fully evil, like the clairvoyant. It's more like she's interested in seeing him and getting his attention than really it is to be evil or for some sinister plot. I suppose, but now that she's been captured, and I know we're, we're jumping ahead a little right. bit, but now that she's been captured by S.H.I.E.L.D., I guess we won't see her for a while, but I think that She's definitely going to come back because... Of course, she's almost becoming like a foil to Sky. Like, Sky is curious and wants to know everything about S.H.I.E.L.D. Can I think uh, Reyna, because somebody's curious about the clairvoyant, wants to know everything about him. And speaking of him, and 
she got promoted. <laughs> no more walking mugshot. Yeah. Who he was not he was not horrible, but he, but he was creepy to look at sometimes. Right. No offense to the actor, but he's not listening to the, this podcast. And um, I'm one, still wondering who this guy is. Cause who's gonna play him? Well, it depends on what the character is. I was um, like, like like I do every week, and I'm, I'm on this um, this on this podcast uh, that is on YouTube called Geeks of the Round, and one of the members suggested that it could p- be Purple Man. Interesting. That's an obscure villain, but okay. Well, they they've been using obscure characters this whole season. That is true. Well, they have to. Cause... Although Victoria Han, she's not that obscure, but like, how many people does recognize the name Victoria Han? I I do think a lot of people actually a lot of people do, but because that story arc went on for so long. I guess in Marvel Comics. But I think we will start to get a, I guess a few more well-known characters at some point. Yeah, unless they're not already reserved for a movie. Well, not all of them can be, and I think there's right. one character that I want to talk about, which has to do with the post-credit scene. Well, and that's why, and, and again, Purple Man makes sense because he is very obscure. Because people might be asking right now, who the heck is Purple Man? Well, they w- I don't think they would call him Purple Man on the show, though. But he would probably wear yeah. a lot of purple, though. So yeah, you know, I I keep imagining that the clairvoyance could be played by Chris Claremont, who wrote for the X Men comics. Because their names sound similar to me. <laughs> or they'll just get, get James Marstress. No, I'm kidding. They won't. But it would be cool if he actually showed up. Because we we haven't had any Whedon actors so far, aside from G. August. So that, so that means that Brainiac is in charge of Centipede. Yes. Yeah. There's your DC Marvel crossover. No, but <laughs> let's go to the main point of this whole episode. Coulson's yes. death explained. Now, Not fully, though. Not fully. This, I'm going to... Go on a, on a big monologue right now. Okay, so... Monologue from Andy. Start now. Yes. <laughs> like, two years ago, I would not have expected this to be the revelation. I'm not saying it's a bad revelation. It's that I could never imagine what they were going to do because they could not do it. They, could, they couldn't do the LMD thing because it would have been too easy and predictable. Yeah. They couldn't do Division because <sighs> it doesn't make sense, guys. Get over it. And it would be easy if it's the 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 whole concept of cloning hasn't really been established in the Marvel universe yet, and I don't think they want to do it on a TV show. No offense, cloning to is is a kiss of death for superhero comics sometimes. For superhero anything, so yeah, I agree with you on that. Here's the thing about Coulson's resurrection. I don't know what was more painful in in that scene, hearing Clark Gregg scream. And say, please let me die, or see that freaking machine. What was it doing to his brain? Like, was it? That was creepy as heck. I'm and like, I think Clark even tweeted during that night. Like, I hope I I, don't let kids watch this because this is getting is a bit dark. I I thought it was a little too dark. Yeah, and like for the show, especially with like those kids that watched him as the principal, God, Ultimate Spider Man. Yeah, like that's, that's scary for them, and it's. But I'm glad that it, that it was this dark because. This I, show, I, go ahead. People have been complaining about it. This show is just too yeah. silly, whatever. Yeah, guys, it's not. It's not silly anymore. This is some of the darkness that Joss Whedon, and the people that write for him and are in his camp of writers, are very good at doing. This I felt this was kind of angel darkness. 
with this plotline, didn't you? Yeah, it did feel kind of like Angel or Season 6 of Buffy. Yeah. Oh my god, Col- Col- Colson is the Buffy here. He was brought... He, they, it's they that for- circumstance. Yeah, and now Willow is going to become evil. And Oh wait, sorry, wrong show, wrong show. And um, But this is a, it's a, it's a characteristic thing of comic books. Exactly. Is the characters dealing with this and coming back from the dead. So this is very, very Marvel in my opinion. And we we also had the return of Ron Glass as Doctor Strident, and that was the best character to have explained it all, because he is because it's Ron Glass. Yeah, he's just a great actor. And it was so sad to see how damaged that character was that what he had to go oh, yeah. through. Because you know what what he couldn't do anything. He couldn't tell him no, you can't do this. Well, and and, and think when the Avengers find out what happened. And you know what. Let's talk about Fury for a second. What the fuck is his business? Fury, I think what they're going to explain is, and this goes back to the interview where they said, S.H.I.E.L.D. will always maintain its moral compass. I think Fury was trying to do a good thing to keep Coulson with S.H.I.E.L.D., to keep morale intact with, with his agency. And, and he needed Coulson as a conscience to kind of keep him in check. But he tried to do a good thing with all that, but he went about it the wrong way. So I think that's where where it's going to go. Because Fury didn't mean to do this as something to hurt anybody. He just thought it was the best way to police the world was by keeping Colton alive and intact. But here's the problem. Colton was dead for days... Yes. He was most likely in peace. And they st- here's a line that I kept... I think what Fury did was wrong. I agree. But he, in his mind, he thought he was doing a good thing. Yeah, and like, I, this was something that I was talking about on Geek It Around with, um, with those people. We were talking about the fact, could this just be... Col- Either Colson is a huge, important piece to S.H.I.E.L.D. as a whole... Or this is the first sign that we have that we will get to see of um, Fury actually just doing something selfish for himself because he cares about Coulson that much. Right. And that's possible too, and I think he's going to be accused of that. He may be accused of that in the Captain America movie. He might be accused of that in Avengers 2. He might be accused of that on the show. I am quite disappointed that neither Fury or... Maria Hild, who seems that she got a promotion because they she had right. referred to as a Commander Hill. There, there must have been something that they couldn't do. Their hands were tied, or they were scared to go up against Fury. Well, I just maybe wa- there's an issue. They're scared to stand up to him. Well, here's the thing. I just wanted to see him be there when when the operation was happening. You know, you're you're torturing yeah. this poor man. Like, at least watch what you what you have done to him. Yeah. And look, I'm, this is not me starting to dislike Fury, but I'm like, I'm questioning him more than I ever have. But you're supposed to, and that's happened several times in the comic books. I guess, that's, a, that, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's not a new thing. And again, in the end of the day, you're supposed to trust Captain America. I mean, that's really what we're shooting for here. What I'm wondering now is, they, they said that they wanted to restore him to the man that he once were, who had the yeah. will to live. But why the brain? Because that was something that, that a lot of good fans was notice, noticing on, on, in this episode on Twitter. He got stabbed through the heart. Why did, why did they have to fix yeah. the brain? 
gonna, and I think that's going to be questions that need to be explored. Yeah, uh, so, I think that's going to be something that's going to be explored in the next half of the season. So, like, this was kind of like the wrap up to phase one of Colson's mystery. Right. Kind of thing of it is, I wouldn't be surprised if some of this procedure was borrowed for what God, they, Russia or whoever, did to the Winter Soldier. Could be AIM? And that's your connection. I think this is what was done to create the Winter Soldier, in my opinion. Yeah. And we because won't say who it read, is. We won't say who right. it is. So just, but if you want to but find out, read, go to Wikipedia. Yeah, if you read comics, you'll know what I mean by that statement. Yeah. And it's it was, I'm sorry, this was Clark Gregg's, one of Clark's finest performances in the whole run of this character ever since right, the Right, but I think it's going to keep getting better here. Yeah. Because the question is, is he going to go a little dark now? Are we going to see a this dark... Is what I, this is what I'm going to get worried for. Like, I don't want, like, let's say the show ends too soon, and he ends up losing his will to live, and he kills himself to get peace. This is not the last thing that I want to see from Agent Coulson. I think that Sky is going to give it back to him. Yes, I agree I've, with you. I think we're going to get on the verge of it happening. We're going to be like, oh no, this is not good. And then Sky is going to turn it around. But they have to get on the verge of it really seeming like he's going to lose himself. Just to add suspense to this show. Because the fans are pretty much asked for this. I mean, they've asked for intensity and scared the bejesus out of us uh, to get excited about the show. So they're going to take this as far as they can to get people excited about the show. Uh, totally. And I so like that. Remember, you asked for it. Yeah. Can I? I need to ask you this, though. Um, are you glad that they did it this way? That it, like, like, did you want something else instead of this? Or were you fine with how they did this? At least the beginning or, of the... Re- or the explanation as to what happened to him? Mm-hmm. I think this creates the most, the best eternal character conflict and the best emotional conflict. And I think that's what's needed. This idea of he he should have just been left to die. Because it worked so well on Buffy, where she was brought back from the dead. And it's worked well in other places. So it, it I think it's the best for Coulson's story. That it went down this way instead of robots or life model decoys or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, because the producers even said, I think in an interview with TV Guide, that... That it's you know it's it was it was difficult for them to do, an to come up with right. an answer that it wasn't already on the internet. But this one, I I never imagined it had right. something to do with the brain. Plus, plus he's essentially the same person, because just he went through this horrible horrible traumatic experience of being brought back from the dead, and that's going to change a person a little bit. And of course, they're going to be a little unhinged. I think anybody would be. So I think everyone can relate to it as well. They get that, whoa, yikes, that's scary. And um, I, I was glad that they, that they reused um, that, that shot of Fury from, from the Avengers. Right. But then, here's another shot that I was intrigued by. Okay, so he's, I don't know, in between life and death, and it looks like he's, it, he's in outer space or something. Yeah. What do you think that means? Well, I think that they used a mixture of Asgardian technology and other things to bring him back from the dead. Well, how would they get Asgardian technology? 
just collecting things going around the world. Um, that object that they got in, what was it, the third episode? Yeah, oh, that, um, I, I know which one you mean. They could be using that, or the, or the what's, what's the shorts, uh, item 47, or what was that short called? Yeah, that was, yeah, it was, it was called item 47. Yeah, item 47, those things, they could have been collecting that stuff to use it to create, to bring ultra, to bring Colson back from the dead. Can I think ultimately, and this is just based on what I saw in the teaser trailers or to the teaser trailer for Avengers 2, I think they may use all that stuff to create Ultron. Well, it seems that Tony Stark may be the one who creates them, so... But maybe that's how he gets the materials. And either S.H.I.E.L.D. or someone says, you know, we need you to build something that could be called some more efficient or a replacement to the Avengers. Now, did you did you happen to get emotional or did you cry, perhaps, when Coulson was suffering? It was scary to me. It frightened me. And that is an unusual thing for Marvel live-action stuff. It, it was. It was horrible. And I totally got why it scared Sky. Like, to her, it was almost like her father was screaming in an agony. And that's horrible for people. I mean, if that was your parents, wouldn't you be freaking out? Oh, I would be... That would... I I I, can't, I don't even know how to describe it. I, yeah, I would hate it. it and really, this is what this show needed to do: was hit us hard emotionally. And the past two episodes have done that in I, brilliant fashion. I will say that this episode was much much better than episode ten. Right, and that's what I'm saying. I think this show really could get good now. This is really giving me a lot of hope here, more so than even before. And Andy, look, the fact that we're having this deep of a debate about the end of the episode instead of on if it's good or bad is huge. That's true. Because how many hours have we spent arguing, well, is it good? Is it in trouble? Are they getting better? What do they need to do to make it better? God, this time we are completely focused on what's up with Coulson's death? How does this work? How does this fit into everything else? And we're debating the show, God, the story, instead of how it's done or how the episodes are performed perform with ratings and stuff. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad we're focusing more on content now than we are on uh, if, it's, if it's successful as a series. Because that's huge. That's what they need to do. They need to get people talking about it in this way instead of trying to compare it to Arrow and whatever else they're mm-hmm. doing. Because so, mm-hmm. there's a huge step forward in that. You know what was devastating to hear? That this was not the first operation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. That's horrific as itself, too. And they were messing around with his brain while he was awake. Like, man, this was a messed up, like, in a good way. Like, you know, this, like, right. I, we needed this. We needed to, it to be this crazy. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, if he was willing to do this, if Fury was willing to do this, then what horrors are going to be presented to us when the Captain America movie comes out? And Robert For- Ford? Yeah. Oh, it's going to be like, like, yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, and that's a great thing. It's hyping that too. Cause that movie is saying, this is going to be the same type of conflict. So it's like, Oh my God, what else is there? You know what made me kind of happy with that interview? That the fact that they've already seen the movie and 
maybe we will by the end of the season we will see that oh my god this was circle cer- centered around Captain America Winter Soldier so much. Yeah, it will actually make me appreciate the show a lot more then. Quiet Coulson may even have a scene in Captain America. I wonder. He has to come back at some point. Well, and they need to find out he's still alive. I think. And it, you know, people. Some fans have been questioning. Well, he's he's traveling all around the world. Like somebody needs must have noticed him. Great. But something that I kept thinking of during this whole sequence was, you know, he asked to die. He asked to die. He. Reina was being there for him, and I kind of... Yeah. That's why I love the character so much, because now she's kind of like a... She's kind of like Spike. Yes. Not in the personality terms, but in terms of being an anti-hero. Like, she is kind of on our side, but she's also against us. She kind of gives the characters what they need to hear, or tells them what they need to hear, but it's against them at the same time. And we learn about his family, that, that he had to see them die... He was the boy who lived. Oh wait, sorry, sorry. That was Harry. That was Harry Potter. Yeah, but he did. But he had to see them die, and that's kind of devastating to hear as well. Uh, and the other thing is, do you think Coulson is going to open up to anyone on the team about this, or is that going to be a while before he does that? I think he's going to open up to somebody, but it will take at least three or four episodes. And who do you think that will be? I think it has to be made, but I think Sky will, in some capacity, okay. get get into it by mistake, but in a good mistake. Who do you think? Well, that might be. Well, Ed Coulson may even tell Sky to help her deal with the big shocker about her parents that I think we might find out next week. When I hope it's not Melinda and Coulson being her parents, it's. I think it's going to be something tragic. I mean, if they went this this far with Coulson's death, got that big question, I I can't even imagine where they're going to go with Sky. Because they did say it was bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even the you know the producers have said it in interviews that it's going to be quite tragic for her, and she is. Well, we will talk about it in the spoiler section. Right. But and I think I think May's protecting her from it. But that's my guess. Well, I still think she was the agent who dropped her off. Okay. Yes, that's very possible. Who do you think it was that dropped her off then, if it was not May? I thought it was just a mixture of May and Coulson that they were involved in the operation. But, yeah, that makes sense. It makes very sense when it's more May. It was not pleasant to see Clark Gregg being beat up, having blood over his face and crying. Great surgery was worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this is like the best ep- one of the best episodes of the C- C- series, but it's gonna be yeah. so difficult for me to go back and rewatch it when I when DVD and Blu-ray comes out. Oh man, do I have to close your eyes or fast forward some parts? <laughs> I like the conversation that he had with with uh, Doctor Strident in the car. Yeah, and uh, you know, th- you know, because this is not over. P- for anyone who thinks that oh, we now we know the answer, it's done. No, no. they are not done. Well, we have to see where Coulson's going to go with this information. What's going to happen next? And yeah, that, that, but that car scene—he, you know, seeing yeah. his eyes in the mirror—that was just heartbreaking. And learning all that information, man, that was yeah, gr- great writing. And I think that 
Ron was, Glass, great performance as well. And hopefully he will be back again. Oh, yeah, I hope so, too. And, uh, yeah, I, but I think I'm do- done about this part because I want to talk about a post credit scene. Yeah. To the people of ABC, I'm just going to give you a little note. If you want to do... If you want to give us a surprise in a post credit scene that is supposed to be a surprise, we're not supposed to know anything about it, then don't reveal the actor's name in the opening credits. Yeah. Did you notice that J.R. Yes, really was credit? I was like, okay, I kind of expected him that he was alive, but like, I, I can pro- probably imagine there were a few people out there who got pissed that they sh- revealed his name. You know, we didn't know if, if it could have been a flashback, yes. it could have been this scene, but like, don't. You could have shown yeah. in the, you could have credited him in the post credit, you, you, like in the after text. Yeah, person of interest has done that once or twice too, and that really ticked me off. It's like they think we don't pay attention. Yeah, like that's what they do. That's why they kind of ruined the, the series finale of Smallville in a in a certain way, like with the yeah. Jimmy came. I, I knew J- Jimmy was going to be. I knew Aaron Ashman was going to be there, but like. Like it, it's nice to, like because we when you do when you're dealing with a, such a big episode you forget. Great. You forget everything, but then if you get a name, you're like, oh crap! Now I know. One of the times that they did it really well, and favorite or not, there was another Joss Whedon show. Was Buffy when Giles came back, got the end of season six. Go on. When he came in to fight Dark Willow, because right. Anthony Stewart had showed up. God, the closing credits started and it said special guest star Anthony Stewart Head mm-hmm. instead of it, it being in the opening credits now, can I, now I'm kind of now I kind of want to go see that episode again but uh, no but here's the thing we I'm so happy that he's alive I like look J. August Richard he's one of yeah. my favorite angel actors I still want him to be that reoccurring agent well there's a theory going on right now about this character People think he's going to become Deathlock. Deathlock is a character um, known as Michael Collins in the comic books, who is a S.H.I.E.L.D. character. I don't know if he's an agent or a villain, but like, he seems to be a good guy. But is any part mutant? One of the Deathlocks is a mutant, but I don't think this one is. Okay. And, um, you know, I would, I would be fine with if he became a cyborg, basically. Uh-oh, like, be careful there. No, no, no. Like, wait, what do you mean? Okay. Well, I'm thinking of the Teen Titans cyborg. Well, Victor Stone and I and Mike Peterson is probably a, a different thing. Yeah. So, but like, like, what do you what do you envision for this character for the rest of the season? Well, I think he's gonna be thrown into a conflict with the team. Kind, they're gonna have to try to help him somehow. I don't want him to die at the, at the end of the season. I want him to survive and become a series regular. I, I, I want to see that too. Um, I think Coulson may have to use his experience to help Mike out. He lost a leg, his eye, and a lot. And because I mean, it's saved kind of horrible trauma that Coulson went through. I mean, he didn't die, but it's pretty darn close. You know, I'm going to be surprised if he's mentally not damaged, to be honest, like that he's still stable. Oh, I think he is. I think it's because he's got the programming or whatever it's in his head. Yeah, whoever that is. Could that be the controller? 
you've been mentioning this character like like at least once every month. What's up with this character? Well, he was a he was a big character that that Shield had dealt with um, during the Dark Reign stuff. The controller. I'm. He's an Iron Man villain. Well, why? Well, we he, he could probably fit in. I'm. Does he work? He with also aim? has a f- yes. Okay. Well, oh, what if he's the? Oh. See, this is the time when Dan actually manages manages to shock Andy because he because of his lack of knowledge, comic book knowledge. Because I don't know about the controller, and Dan, I'm I'm not kidding with you guys. He's been mentioning this character like at least once per month. Like, oh, Andy, I, I think it's gonna be the controller. I'm like, why is, do you keep saying this character? Click him up. It makes sense. Well, he well he can't see into. The, well, he can't. He's not a telepath though, so. What the. Well, I, I don't think the clair- I think the controller is working for the clairvoyant. That would be nice, actually. Yeah, he's because the controller is like he's he's at gravitron level. You know, he's kind of a secondary villain, or he works for people. Hopefully, they will bring him bring graviton back at some point as well. I would like that also. Like it's like I someone I was talking to somebody today, and like. When they mentioned Grout, I was like, Grav- oh, right, Grout, I forgot about him because it's been so long. But now the clairvoyant isn't someone that's been in comics, right? Well, we don't know because I, okay. think, that, I think that's a code name. Oh, okay. But I, I could be wrong. I, that's, what, that's my theory. I don't think that's his real name. Okay. Go with Purple Band. Well- <laughs> Well, maybe we need a female villain as well. We can't just have a bunch of guys taking it, taking over everything. That's what Raid is for. Guy, possibly Victoria Hand. Good point. Good point. Yeah. But um, I'm glad he's alive. I hope he doesn't die as a villain or as a hero. I I wanted to live. He's gone through a lot, and I'm I'm ready for another. Great character, to be honest. Well, it's too horrible. Yeah, and like, think of his son. Like, where's his yeah. son at this point? They made it sound like he was dead, but I don't think so. No, no, the Ace is still alive. What, what are you talking about? Sky took care of him. Like, oh, that's that... right. Oh, yeah. Dan, do you watch I'm the show? Sorry. Yeah, you do watch the show, of course. Guy, I, because this episode was so dark, I was thinking about the worst for the kid. See what brain surgery does to me when it's on screen? Yeah, it's... messes with my head. It freaks me out. Can I think the worst about everything? Yeah. But to wrap up this episode discussion, I'm going to give this episode a 5 out of 5. I think it's one of the best episodes of the season so far. I think it was a much stronger episode than the previous one. I didn't hate it, but I was kind of disappointed with it. But then I realized, you know, it's a two-parter. Well, I think that... Episode 10 kind of set things up for this to be able to happen in this episode. So that's what I think was happening. I think it would have been nice if they actually do, done a two-hour event, perhaps. Because I thought I think I would yeah. I would have appreciated it much more a lot more than. But I love this episode, despite it had some huge darkness in in that. I Clark Gregg one of his final, final performances. Chloe Bennett really shined. The team is get, becoming yeah. a team, really, and. 
I'm excited to see what's going to happen in the rest of the season because we don't know that much so far, except aside from episode twelve. Right. But now, guys, we're going to jump. We're going to jump to Twitter because you guys, you've stormed, you, 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 you flooded my feed, and I'm, I'm so happy that so many of you guys are so passionate about the show and the podcast. So we're going to go to our first comment, um, Sheila Sh- Schumacher. No words, just love. Hashtag Agent Age of Shield. Hashtag Give Shield Season Two. Well, nice. You, you can't argue with that. Right. Yeah. Uh, Dave Semp. Uh, David Semp. Awesome episode. Best one since the pilot. All I can think about. All I can think about the ending is Deathlock. So yeah, there was a it's lot out of, there. Yeah, it's it's it, it's all a matter of whether. Fox owns that owns the character or not, but it seems that this version of the character may actually belong to Marvel and Disney. And um, Guardy PR says the episode was awesome. It it leads uh, to more exciting episodes. Too bad Peterson had his eye hacked and leg lost. It is too bad for him. Yeah, but you know what? Even the most damaged heroes are always, are some of the strongest ones. Kind of the most interesting to learn about or watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Then we have Ron Geronimo. <laughs> it, it just makes me think of Doctor Who. Do- yeah. Definitely not magical. I feel so bad for Coulson. Yeah, it was not magical. It was painful. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Then we have um, Steph at Canadian Scarlet. I love seeing a peek at what actually happened to Coulson and the question it raised on how they're they're doing it. Amazing. Yeah, I, I, I love that we got a peek at, on it as well. I think there's going to be more answers later this season but I think this, I this is a good start like it's good that it didn't drag it out too long like 11 episodes that was actually a good stretch actually I think that was good yeah uh, uh, Holly Wilson says knock that sucker up a couple levels maybe level 9 <laughs> nice yeah We then we have uh, Guy Blanche 0828 having major feels after watching that that the big reveal Really does change your view view on things. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like, it, like I was, I, I I will say right now, I did cry during the episode. I was shaking. I, like, brain surgery is scary, yo. Yeah. Shield isn't such a happy place anymore. <laughs> well, it's. I think Shield is going to become more like like a villain in this phase too. To right. be honest. Tom Tom's Army XX says. I loved it. It was amazing. Love Agent Coulson. Word. Then we have Ro- at Rocket Punchwell. Absolutely amazing episode. Great Coulson moment. Still my favorite show. I look forward to the next podcast. Well, thank you so much, and I hope you will enjoy this episode. Yeah, me too. Then we have uh, a response from Spartan Town at Spartan Town. Sported review, review. Positive sense of urgency. Pacing. Meaningful, significant mis- mission. Teamwork. Coulson continues to be the most interesting character. Character. Negatives. Sky and her contrived existence. Shield seems to as. Shield seems to be a spy. Um, Shield seems. Yeah, I think he forgot to write something here, like because then it, it starts up with yeah. for a spy organization. But I will continue with this last one. Sure has some in kept personnel if they can hack or interrogate as well as the buzz agents. And yeah, that I I'm sorry, Spartan, if I wrote, read that wrong or something. I it was just it was a bit confusing. Um, but. Yeah. That you know, that's Twitter's fault because it's only 140 characters. I'm sorry, yeah. but uh, out of the characters. 
Then we have Devin Col uh, Colson, and uh, not Colson, but like Col uh, at Devin Cole's fifty-eight. I thought last night's episode of Age of Shield was the most awesome emotional episode of season one. Yeah, see, episode five and this episode are some of the most emotional ones so far to me. Yeah. Uh, go hang on. Got I thought episode ten a little bit as well. Got a couple scenes. It was most at the end, to be honest. Right, at the end, yes. Uh, then we have at, at mech underscore de underscore geek. Slightly bummed. I was sure Colson was a doll and we were headed for a dollhouse crossover. <laughs> That's funny. I, 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 had, I never saw the show, so do you get what, you, what she means? Yes, I do. Okay. Because that was all about brain manipulation and stuff like that on that show. That was a big topic on there. Okay. But they never did a surgery like this. Well, if they had a third season, maybe they would have. Oh, God. Um, at Ellie Barton underscore 06, every week I think the episode is the best yet, but last night's episode was exceptional. Thanks for a bit of close and closure. Well, yes. it's good that you feel that, but I don't think it's close just yet. Nope. Then we have uh, Lauren underscore Galloway. Crazy. I'm not sure how I feel about what happened to Colson or even what's real. Yeah, it's that's the right effect you're supposed to... that's the right feelings you're supposed to have. Yeah. Keep watching. Yeah, then we have actually an email from uh, I Heart Colson on the Twitter because uh, she you know, she had long thoughts and she, and um and so she instead of um you know flooding my feed with like five tweets she she sent an email instead and I really appreciate that. Well, that's understandable. She loves Colson. I bet she had a lot to say. Yeah, and I, I always love to hear what she has to say. But she has some good response and so on. So here's what she said in her email. So thank you so much for emailing us. Last night's Aether Shield did not disappoint. A wordy conclusion to the mid-season cliffhanger. The momentum did not slow in any way. I watched the majority of the episode in tears, worrying about Colson. He was going through so much pain, and part of me wondered if we did the right thing by protesting his demise so much that we had a voice in the decision to bring him back. It's hard to watch a character you, you, you so admire, respect, and adore, so, uh, adore go through so much trauma. As for the non-Colson part of the episode, I love seeing the team come together and put aside their egos to find Colson. May's decision to side with Agent Hand and kick Sky off the bus was well played. You could see that May was being honest. She's always had her issue. She's always had issues with Sky. Here we see. Here we saw that May is incredibly smart and strategic. She sent Sky away because Sky can do more good outside the system. I think Sky more than proved herself to May and the team. While Agent Hand took out Centipede's labs. Colson was saved by his team. I love to see more of Agent Hand this season. She's an intriguing character, and Seven Birds is fantastic. Word. Had S.H.I.E.L.D. informed the Avengers of Colson being in, in danger, I think he would have been rescued a lot sooner. Though it would mean, uh, tell, it would mean telling them that he's alive. Hope they're, hope, they're, hope they're saving that for Age of Ultron, because I need to see Tony's face when he finds out that Colson is alive. But his team was the best, but his team was the best choice. Great. I think that the awkwardness of the cast slash the team in early episode is finally going away. The cast is is gelling. They finally became a real team because Colson is that important. Word again. I love that we were giving a glimpse into Colson's background and history. We learned about his family and got to see his emotional side in regards to his Celeste. I still hold out hope that the Celeste's name is Wanda Maximoff. 
<laughs> I, I don't know if I could ima- look. I think Karkrik is one of the most beautiful men on this planet. But with Eliz- somebody like somebody like Elizabeth Olsen, Elizabeth Olsen playing a character like Scarlet Witch, actually go out with Coulson. You know, it, it's an age difference. But you know, you know what? If they if they write it good, if it's a good if they write it in a good way, I would actually buy it. Yeah. Okay, going back to the email. Clark gave a fantastic performance. I heard with him and I cried watching him remember what was done to him. I would I would held out hope that he was a life model decoy so he didn't have to go through the pain. Colson's real to me. There's a reason he resonates with so many of us. He is what we aspire to be. He doesn't need superpowers or a cape. Colson is a human being with integrity and courage. He believes in heroes all while not seeing that he's a, he's the hero of the common man. We can't be four, but we but we want to be Colson. I Yes. Mm. Beautiful uh, email. I, I need a tissue. <clears throat> Sorry. That was. Guess. That was. Um, that was a. That's why that scene at the end of the episode was so hard for us to watch, because of those feelings right there. So that that was very very well said. Okay, why we want to root for him to get through this and maybe. Rise up above what Fury or whoever is behind this did to him. Yeah, it's... That was so emotional. Yes. Guys, thank you so much for all the tweets and the email. I... Yes, especially thank you for the email. We don't get many of those, so... Very much appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, like... Yeah, guys, if you want to email us, email us at crossairways at gmail.com. And uh, if you have longer response, because look, we have time to read emails as well. Like, if you don't yes. want to, if you have several tweets, for example, at Spartan Time, if you want to send us a longer email, a longer response next time, next time, email us at crossairways at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, specify in the subject that uh, it's, it's, for for Helica- yeah, it's for Helicare to Shield podcast, yes. and we will read it on the show. Yeah, for sure. And. Uh, I think generally, I think it was by both by critics and fans, there was a genuine good response to this episode. Yeah, and the ratings went up a little bit too. A little bit, yeah. And um, look, Shield still there's still room, for, still room for improvement, but it is improving. So, oh, well, it's just I feel bad for the show because it's going against such a big established juggernaut like NCIS. Well, it's only only old people watch that show anyway, so... Right, but I guess, I don't know, more old people are at home watching TV Yeah, than with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because I think a lot of people are watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in other places because that's just kind of what fans of these types of shows do. Yeah, well, well DVR numbers are, is actually helping the show. It's... Right. It's, and, look, I, I'm... Let's not get into it. I think that for now, S.H.I.E.L.D. is doing okay... Yeah, and it's I don't see it getting canceled at least this season. I think it will get a second season, but then they, then they really have to start stepping it up a bit. Yeah. Maybe they need to switch days and time slots and so on. But but guys, we need we we gone over an hour, so we're gonna start wrapping it up here. And um, right. first up, you can follow the podcast at Shield Assemble on the Twitter. You can follow me on my personal account at Samara ninety three. You can follow Across the Airways on Twitter at Across the Airways. There's no dumb. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Across the Airways. We are on Google Plus. And we, something that Dan and I 
noticed right. recently is that Across the Airways is on Stitcher Radio. And Dan, because you're the creator of the, of the show, tell us why you haven't pointed this out earlier. Why I haven't pointed this out earlier? Yeah, that we're on Stitcher Radio. Well, uh, yeah, I, I had it set out on the Stitcher Radio. I didn't realize that they had accepted me to Stitcher Radio. But Andy and I looked the other day, and it's all set up and ready to go. So if you want to listen to this podcast or any of our other Across the Airways podcasts, uh, you can visit Stitcher.com. That will allow you to listen to the podcast on what iPad, iPod, yeah, on, on, or on Android your, on your, devices. Yeah, I think it's on, um, for Android as well. So just download the Stitcher Radio app, and you can watch yeah. it you know, while you're out and um, you know, out for a jog or driving or shopping or something. Yeah, or going, or traveling to Tahiti. Right, it's a magical place. Yeah, it's a oh Dan, what's wrong with you? Okay. You you've been saying you've been saying the controller a lot. Is did Fear do something to, no, 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 okay. Oh. Yeah. But you can and also like like we said, you can email us at um, across the at gmail dot com. Yes. Or you can visit our website at www com and connect, contact us in the variety of ways that are available there too. And yeah, and um, you can also check out shieldside.net, who is which right. is um, the website run by my good friend Craig Byrne, who has images up for episode twelve, seeds, and sure. the, the, the the official description and the trailer. But guys, thank you so much. I'm really excited for this. Uh, retur- you know, this second half of the season. I'm looking Can't forward to discuss that as well. Yeah, and I'm glad that Dan is with us. And um, once again, to Seek Donnelly, thank you so much for you know for all the help that you gave us. And hopefully, we will. Yeah, thank you, Seek. Yeah, thank you, Seek. And you know, we will get to hear the comic section every week. And sure, um, sure. yeah, but if you if you guys are not sticking around for spoilers, I'm Anime Bakht. And I'm Dan Schmidt. And we will see you next time on the Helicarrier. with reality. They changed my memories. I just said they didn't change more. Another comes face to face with her past. You can never tell her. I've been keeping something from you. It can't be worse than what I have imagined. It is. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. All new next Tuesday at 8, 7 central on ABC. And what you just heard was the audio for the trailer for episode 12 of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. called Seed. And here is the official description. Coulson and May uncover startling information about Sky's past while the team is swept into a storm at Shield Academy. And this episode is going to feature the return of David Conrad as uh, Ian Quinn. And it's going yep. to feature the first live action appearance of Donnie Gill, aka Blizzard, played by Dylan Minnett, who you may recognize from Lost. And Blizzard is an Iron Man villain, 
And yes. he is, as you can see in the images and the trailer, that he is um, a S.H.I.E.L.D. student, apparently. He's, uh, he's quite young, so, and he seems to be a good guy, at least for now. I don't know if he's going to become evil, but when they say swept into a storm at S.H.I.E.L.D. Academy, I'm like, I was like, really? I wonder if it's a blizzard. Ha <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like, and also something that I want to point out because I, um, I, I submitted a question that, that, um, to Michael Osiello at TV Line. Uh, he was doing his Ask, La- uh, Ask Osiello thing, and I asked him about about S.H.I.E.L.D., and he answered my question, to be honest. And um, here's what uh, here, my question was, is there anything you can tease about upcoming episodes of Marvel Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. that may have some comic book feeling to it? And what he said was, well, sh- short of setting foot at the Avengers Academy. The ABC drama next week will pay its first visit to S.H.I.E.L.D. Academy, which of course we first told you about back in November. Describing the t- training facility, Clark Gregg told Matt Mitovich, it's almost as magical as Tahiti, like Hogwarts for young S.H.I.E.L.D. Padawan. Wait, did he magnific- magnificently merge three geek universes? Well, yes he did, because he's Clark Gregg. <laughs> and, so what, they perform brain surgery uh, uh, on their agents? <laughs> let's, let's hope not. Because I, that would be quite unpleasant. I think that it's going to be really fascinating to see what they're going to do at Sheila Academy, what it's going to look like. Yep, I agree. Now, in the it's comics... It's not really been explored in the comics either, though. It hasn't? Okay. Interesting. Because they have Avengers Academy, but that's people with superpowers. Then so what? the regular people go. Then what is Don and Jill doing at the Sheila Academy? Maybe he doesn't know about... Well, Blizzard's human. Oh, right, he is. Um, he he uh, builds technology that allows him to create the storms and stuff. Interesting. So maybe that's how he causes a storm right. at the Academy. Or Halle Berry's guest starring in the episode. Do you know what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning? Okay. I, I don't understand why Toad is in X-Men Days of Future Pad, but Rogue gets her scene cut yeah that makes no sense um focusing back on the episode it's gonna be the last ep- uh, it's gonna be the episode before the two week hiatus and uh, I'm in the trailer we see that Sky, you know see, she, she starts to cry about what she learns about her parents and it's gonna get dark folks what what is gonna happen well, they, may, they, they could be supervillains. They could have died horrible deaths. We don't know. I really want it to be a moral connection, to be honest. I think it will be. What else, uh, what else do, uh, do you want to say about this, ep- this episode? I'm excited to see them do Blizzard. Um, I thought when they did Gravitron, that was a really cool supervillain episode. So I want to see that again. Because I think they could really do some cool stuff with the storm aspect. And I want what Sky figures out to be something that's going to continue improving upon her character. Because we got a great performance for the character here. Because I wanted to keep it pushing her down that path. I don't want what she discovers to be a setback. Because I want it to be something that's going to eventually help Coulson deal with the skeletons in his closet at this point. 
Yeah, we do see that Fitz and Simmons are going to be holding a lecture at Shield yes. Academy in the preview images. Which okay, I think that's going to be fun. That's going to be really fun. And uh, no, but it looks like it's going to be a good following episode. And I've, I'm glad they're yeah. they're they're getting to the bottom of these mysteries because one of the things that I and that me and Sieg were talking about in the music um, finale was that they gave us more questions but and didn't answer a lot of things. Yeah. And it, the thing is that you can have mysteries, but you need to give us some answers to some other mysteries that you that you that you that you yeah. have previously established. Kind of, if they do skies, the reveal about skies parrots. The same way they handled the Coulson thing, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I think we'll be satisfied. Of course, and um, yeah, I'm excited to talk about this episode with you next week, Dan. And oh, me too. I was excited to talk about this one. To yeah. talk about today. So yeah, for so, sure, I'm excited about the show now. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, it, it, look, I never, I, I, I never, I didn't lose any interest for the show, but I, it has kind of this episode kind of refreshed it for me. I agree. We're gonna wrap it up there. So. Yeah. Until next week, we will see you on the Helicarrier.